podcast and remind everybody to do the like, share, and subscribe to the podcast and the face or the YouTube channel. Um, what, what, whoops, what are you gonna delve into tonight? Um, looking at the news, 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 news. Um, So, the clickbait on this one, you know, said that, you know, Trump says it's wants to reopen, but could lead to 100,000 deaths. Um, the headline, I guess, officially from the Washington Post is, Trump says it's okay to reopen states as governors grapple with loosening restrictions. Um, one governor that's not grappling is Michigan. Now, their state's been hard hit because they were lackadaisical. What a surprise, a Democrat lackadaisical, right? Um and she's facing a, a lot of protest uh, because people just want to be free again. Um, people want to go back to work. They're tired of waiting on uh, long, long waits for unemployment checks. They don't want to rely on these, you know, random government stimulus packages and things of that nature. Let's see what the article says. President Trump on Sunday sought to reassure Americans that it is safe for states to reopen amid the coronavirus pandemic, offering support to protesters who have railed against lockdowns across the country. I really believe you can go to parks, you can go to beaches if you stay, a, stay away a certain amount. Trump said during Fox News Channel Town Hall at the Lincoln Memorial in Washington. Trump said it is possible to satisfy both anti-lockdown protesters and those who are afraid to resume public life. He noted that Americans have been wearing face masks and social distancing in recent weeks and said that you're going to have to do that for a while even as states reopen their economies. Uh, that's true, you know, stores like grocery and retail, well, Walmart, they might as well just say Walmart. Um, grocery stores like Giant Eagle have one-way aisles. Um, some states are requiring you to wear a mask in public. I saw a really, like, uncomfortable video. Uh, a guy, you know, took a video with his cell phone. Um, he walked into Giant Eagle, which is, if you live in, like, eastern Ohio and um, western Pennsylvania, that's like the big grocery store chain around here, okay? And 
this dude's trying to just go into Giant Eagle and shop. And the employees are like pushing him, physically pushing him back out the door saying, if you don't have a mask, you cannot come in here. Uh, I mean, that's rather ridiculous. Um, the governor of Ohio tried a mask, sorry, a mask mandate. And it kind of, you know, it blew up in his face a little bit with backlash. And honestly, um, a friend of mine posted on her Facebook, there are negatives to wearing masks. You know, they can deprive you of uh, oxygen you're rebreathing the CO2 that you're exhaling, and these can lead to different uh, health problems too. So we gotta be careful on these masks. I mean, if you wanna wear them into a store, or you know, the mandate is you wear them into the store. I don't see. I don't think they should be allowed to kick you out if you take it off for a minute or two. Um, I know one person that had a reaction to wearing a mask. Uh, you know, got hot, sweaty, felt like she couldn't breathe. Um, so, being the masked man is not all it's cracked up to be. Um, so let's read on. He scaled up the estimate as he used the number of expected deaths projecting the U.S. toll to maybe be as high as 100,000, up from his prior prediction of 65,000. It's key to note, Donald Trump is not making these projections. These are based on models by health Ex, supposed experts, experts in modeling pandemics who've been, the models have been wrong every pandemic we've had. And there have been, you know, there was MERS, SARS, swine, bird flu, and Ebola. And, you know, because, you know, medicine and doctors are able to take quicker action because we can shut down travel from certain countries uh, or shut down travel period, um, it's not, the numbers never get as high as what they think. Uh, back to the article. While emphasizing that he takes the novel coronavirus seriously and noting that three of his friends have died from after contracting it, Trump comments as governors continue to grapple with opening pains amid ongoing pushback against coronavirus restrictions they also come to come as the administration is ramping up its effort to blame china the whole world's blaming china other countries are thinking about lawsuits against china uh, i believe spain is talking about suing china uh, so far, the virus has taken 67,000 people in the United States. 
Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer on Sunday defended her decision to extend a stay-at-home order to May 15th, declaring, Whether you agree with me or not, I'm working to protect your life if you live in the state of Michigan. Um, You know, that's well and good, and it's, you know, had she not reacted late, she would have, You know, had Michigan not prepared late in the game, it probably would have been a different story. Uh, Mississippi Gov Tate Reeves said that a recent spike in cases was merely a one-day blip caused by increased testing and pledged that he and other officials are doing everything in our power to get our state open as soon as possible. Uh, Of course, as we increase testing, cases are going to go up. But what you have to look at is, are these people sick enough to, are they sick and going to the hospital? Or are they just, are they just finding the virus in your system and you're asymptomatic? And that, you know, you could develop symptoms uh, or sickness in two weeks or a week um, and things like that. You've got to consider all those things. You know, just because they find more cases and more testing is done does not mean that it's getting worse. In fact, 80% of the people getting tests are finding that they never had symptoms or I guess it's called asymptomatic. Um, You're also finding that um, they, they had it. They felt a little sick, but not sick enough to go to a doctor. But, you know, through antibody testing, they were found and they're being added to the total number. But it doesn't mean the outbreak is getting worse. Uh, And in Ohio, Governor Mike DeWine said he had to abrupt, he abruptly reversed his decision to make masks mandatory because people were not going to accept the governor telling them what to do. That is correct. Uh, Anti-lockdown protesters demonstrated at state capitals across the country in recent weeks. Trump on Friday expressed support for protesters in Michigan, some of whom were armed with military-style rifles. I don't know why they were, but I have seen some protesters carrying uh, rifles. Tweeting, these are very good people, but they are angry. They want their lives back safely. And that can be done. Now we know more and more about the virus. Deborah Burks, the White House Coronavirus Task Force Coordinator, rebuked some of the demonstrators saying on Fox News Sunday that while she supports their right to protest, they should not be gathering close to each other and foregoing face masks. It's devastatingly worrisome to me because if they go home and infect their grandmother or their grandfather who has a comorbid position, condition, they have a serious or an unfortunate outcome. 
they will feel guilty as the rest of our the rest of our lives dr burke says so we need to protect each other at the same time we are voicing our discontent <coughs> the key thing to remember about wearing these masks is when i wear my mask i'm protecting you when you wear your mask you're protecting me Okay, I can still inhale germs through the mask, unless it's like an industrial-grade mask, probably. But the fact of it is, it's the exhaling of the germs or catching the sneeze or cough is what the mask is doing. So when I breathe out, I'm not breathing my germs on you. It's being filtered by the mask. Same thing when you exhale, you're breathing. You're not breathing your germs on me. You're breathing them into the mask. Um, but that's how the masks work. I think, you know, like I've said before, we need to reopen the economy. Keep the six-foot social distancing um, I've been yelled at, not really yelled at, but spoken to sternly by a cashier. Um, I sat my items down on the conveyor belt there, like, uh, you know, way back at the very end. The lady at the lady in front of me had her items way up by the uh, cash register, and there was, you know, I felt there were six feet between us, and the cashier lady said, you know, you can set your stuff down, but you need to get back on that X. So I looked down at my feet and I said, oh, I'm sorry, you know, and I took a step back and realized I was like, not even a foot length and like in front of the X, like the heels of my feet were touching the X when she said that to me. <clears throat> but, you know, I think these people, they're working these stores just like the giant eagle people I, I talked about a minute ago. They were kicking the guy out for not having a mask on. They're afraid that, you know, the state health department or whoever is going to come shut their business down if something like that happens. Um, and bars and restaurants are still closed in most areas. I know where I live in the kind of tri-state area, I guess you would call it. Um, bars, restaurants, and social clubs are still closed. Beauty salons, tanning beds... I won't get into it. There's a whole bunch of things that are closed where I live. <coughs> but it, it, it's just like, you know, it, people need to get back to their lives, you know. Um, it's going to be really hard to make waitresses wear masks in restaurants or bars or whatever because they bust their ass and anything that restricts their breathing is going to cause them to, you know, possibly faint or 
you know, have problems. So maybe that's why they're holding back. I know uh, the Ohio Director of Health, Dr. Amy Acton, extended our stay safe, is what they're calling it, stay safe order to May 29th at uh, 11.59 p.m. or May May 30th or May 29th. Well, the end of May 11.59, whatever. Um, and this is, uh, you know, it's good, but it's like, where does it stop? When does it stop? You know, it's got to stop at some point. Um, the majority of the people catching this illness are not being hospitalized. You know, 20, they've said from the beginning, 20% 20 20 of people that get sick are going to have to be hospitalized. And that's a lot when you're talking about billions of people in the world or, you know, 300 million in the United States. You know, of that 20%, 10% are going to be ICU and 5% are going to be uh, ventilated maybe. And, you know, 5% might die. Um, you know, it, you, death is nothing to laugh about. But when 95% of the deaths are people over 80 with bad hearts and bad lungs and diabetes and other uh, conditions, it's like these people weren't going to live much longer anyway. I'm sorry to break it to you. Um, and I, that's ignorance on my part, but it's true. So... Um, We'll end it there and move on to the next article. So, so um, there's now proof from United States intelligence that China hid coronavirus's severity to hoard supplies. Um, and frankly, they just like to hide things. They're communists. That's what communists do. Okay? Just like, you know, in the 80s, you saw these Russian military parades through downtown Moscow and how they would, uh, you know, show off their uh, missiles that they, had, they supposedly had. Or you would see... Um, Tanks on flatbed trucks being pulled through the parade. Well, the reason they were being pulled is because they weren't actually tanks that had been built yet. They were like the shell of a tank or uh, some of the missiles were actually wooden mock-ups or wooden models of missiles they intended to build. But they wanted to put on a show for their uh, presidents and people and, and uh, the rest of the world. Anyways, back to China covering up. Duh, we knew this. And the clickbait was... Uh,
Trump wants to continue to blame China. Now, we've known for months, or at least I thought it was common knowledge for months, that this came from China, it came from the Wuhan lab, and it either got out accidentally or something, but it got out of the, the Wuhan lab in China. U.S. officials believe China covered up the extent of the coronavirus outbreak and how contagious the disease is to stock up on medical supplies needed to respond to it, intelligence documents show. Chinese leaders intentionally concealed the severity of the pandemic from the world in early January, according to a four-page Department of Homeland Security report dated May 1 and obtained by the Associated Press. The revelation comes as the Trump administration has intensified its criticism of China, with Secretary of State Mike Pompeo saying Sunday that China was responsible for the spread of the disease and must be held accountable. Yes, absolutely. China has to be held accountable by the world for this. And let me tell you, when China is held accountable by the world for this, it will not be by the United Nations. I'll guarantee it. It will be by a coalition led by the United States. I don't think it's going to be a military coalition, but I think it's going to be an economic coalition of, you know, sanctions, uh, Countries are going to have to stop buying things from China. They're going to have to start making things at home again, especially the United States. Um, I need to find it again, but I found a really cool website. And, and I think they have some brick and mortar stores too. But everything is made in the USA. Okay. It's like we've got to bring back our textile industry to this country that's you know your your shirts your pants your um you know floor tiles uh everything that's made on like on a machine and cut with a press it is a textile right so we got to bring that back to america uh, because there are other repercussions aside from you know, the obvious economic ones. When people don't have jobs, they get depressed. They turn to drugs and alcohol. And the biggest depression is economic depression. So the sanctions against China can really help a lot of things. Bringing back the manufacturing of our medications. You know, American laboratories come up with these medicines and there are other laboratories and places around the world too. But, you know, American labs come up with these things and then they give the information to China and say, here, make the medicine. And China, uh, early on when Trump was railing against them, they said, you know, we might stop shipping the, the uh, antibiotics to the United States as a... Uh, repercussion of our president saying 
you guys spread this disease to the world. So, you know, countries need to take care of themselves a little bit more instead of letting China have every job and manufacturing that, you know, you don't want to pay a union worker a few extra bucks to do. Um, or that you just don't want to pay an American minimum wage to do or whatever. So, you know, there is economic benefit to sanctioning China for a lot of countries, not just America, but others. Uh, sharper rhetoric against China, back to the article, sharper, re re <laughs> sharper rhetoric against China coincides with administration critics saying the government's response to the virus was inadequate and slow. Of course, there has to be something negative about the Trump administration in this. There has to be. President Trump's political opponents have accused the president and the administration of lashing out at China, a geopolitical foe, but, critics, but critical U.S. trade partner in an attempt to deflect criticism at home. You know, the media is criticizing him, not the American people. Some stupid American people that believe everything the media tells them. Uh, hello, remember back in January when Trump banned travel from China uh, so that, you know, the disease would stop spreading? And then it, well, first it was like the Wuhan section of China. Then it was all of China. Then it was parts of Italy, then all of Italy, then parts of Europe, then all of Europe. So, you know, Trump did what he could. He put this task force together as quickly as he could. Um, and every doctor, every network was telling us, oh, this isn't going to be so bad. It's going to be a flu. The, re the overreaction of the media is going to drive up fear. And that's going to be worse than the disease itself. And those early predictions by the media are coming true. And by doctors and so on. You know, the reaction and overreaction to this has become worse than the disease. But, you know, we're now at a point where the press just has to blame Trump because um, that they say that, um, you know, they don't think Biden can beat Trump in November. Biden's the worst candidate uh, the Democrat Party has put forth since, well, who I don't even know since when. Since, um, I don't know, Hillary? <laughs> okay. Guess we don't have to go that far back. But anyways, back to the article. The report also says China held information or held off informing the World Health Organization that the coronavirus was uh, was a con contagion was contagion for much of January, so it could order medical supplies from abroad, and that imports of face masks and surgical gowns and and gloves increased sharply. This concludes. Conclusions are based on 95% probabil probability that China's China, 
changes in imports and export behavior were not within normal range, according to the report. Trump has speculated that China could have unleashed the coronavirus due to some kind of horrible mistake. His intelligence agencies say they are still examining a notion put forward by the president and his aides that the pandemic may have been resulted may have resulted from an accident at a Chinese lab. So uh, Pompeo said, remember, China has a history of infecting the world and they have a history of running substandard laboratories. And that's true. China is in a kind of a, a medical race, kind of the way the United States and Russia were in the space race. China's in a race to um, beat the United States in medical manufacturing and coming up with new medicines and medical research. And sometimes that leads to sloppiness. I mean, the government of China regulates its citizens and their activity and their behaviors and their lives, but not so much um, industry. The pollution is ridiculous in China. Um, the manufacturing is crazy. They still have sweatshops. They, you know, have very little oversight because, you know, they just want to beat the United States and become, you know, a dominant world economic power. And they are. They are a very, very viable, very dominant economic power. Um, thanks to years of bad trade deals from previous presidents. But, <clears throat> you know, this is like insane, the stuff that they're allowing their laboratories or encouraging their laboratories to get away with. You know, I mean, in a crisis, American labs and some labs in other countries are rushing to get this vaccine ready and rushing to get a treatment or a medicine into uh, clinical trials. They've skipped you know, some animal trials or they're running animal testing side by side with human testing uh, just to get things, some things out there quicker. Um, they're, but they're not being sloppy with it, you know. So... In China, you know, quick and sloppy is kind of the the norm when it comes to this stuff. So, it, so lawmakers are returning to Washington Monday, and there are a lot of things in the way of their next coronavirus package. Let's see what this one is rumored to include, because right now that's all there there are. Instead of facing quick a quick pileup of potential obstacles to a deal. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and Speaker Nancy Pelosi offer red lines and competing priorities for the next piece of legislation. GOP senators are signaling that they don't expect a quick agreement as they work to fine-tune the implementation of $2.2 trillion stimulus package passed in March. 
yeah, that package hasn't really been effective. Um, I don't think we're ready to talk about the next step is, wait a minute. I don't think we're ready to talk about what the next step is going to be yet. Senator John Cornyn, Texas, an advisor to McConnell told reporters, Senator John Barrasso of Wyoming, the number three Senate Republican added, it's too early to go down that line. It needs to be bipartisan, which is what we had the last time with the CARES Act 96 to zero in the Senate, he told PBS NewsHour. But political and policy gulfs between the chambers and members of the same party are injecting fresh a fresh round of partisanship into the coronavirus negotiations on Capitol Hill, where lawmakers were able to pass four bills in a span of nearly two months, while with little opposition as coronavirus took a wrecking ball to the country's economy. McConnell and House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy, Republican of California, are warning that Republicans will not support another bill without increased liability protection for employers <coughs> as they begin to reopen. So in other words, business owners don't want to be sued if somebody comes into their store and says, I caught coronavirus from your business. The business community is pressuring the White House and Congress to help shield them from a wide range of lawsuits legal experts say could they could face related to the coronavirus. Senate and House Republicans agree these protections will absolutely will be absolutely essential to future discussions surrounding recovery legislation. Democrats appear Luke warm to the idea, warning they will not support any language that will weaken protections for workers who they worry could be pushed into unsafe working. How can your working conditions be unsafe? You're allowed to wear a mask. You're allowed to sanitize your hands. You're allowed to wash your hands. I mean, what? what what's going to be unsafe? <laughs> um, yeah, you're even allowed to wear gloves. In fact, most states are requiring, you know, protective equipment on employees uh, as they reopen. Um, you know, they want employees wearing gloves, masks. They want things sanitized. Uh, the last time I went to Walmart... The cashier had on gloves. She had on a mask. Uh, the person before me used the credit card machine. And she wiped it down with sanitizer after that person. Then I used the credit card machine. And she wiped it down after I used it. So uh, I, don't, I don't know what Democrats are saying they're opposed to. 
but they've always got to lie and say, oh, we're protecting the working man. Yeah, you don't want him to go back to work, but you're protecting him. If it's going to help big CEOs, but not workers, or hurt the workers, it's not going to happen, uh, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer said. Pushed on the opposition from Democrats, McConnell doubled down, warning that other coronavirus relief packages would not pass the Senate without the language. Let me make it perfectly clear, the Senate is not interested in passing a bill that does not have liability protection. What I'm saying is we have a red line after red line on liability. It won't pass the Senate. Back and forth tensions, safety, six-page memo, outlines guidelines for how to prevent the spread of the disease. Democrats have fumed warning him that he is risking the lives of colleagues and Capitol staff. I want to see what the Democrats want out of this. Pelosi, Pelosi, Pelosi publicly predicted that state and local governments would need approximately $1 trillion, an estimate that was immediately brushed off by Cornyn, who criticized it as pretty, a pretty outrageous number. Democrats are vowing to make the top priority after Republicans were able to block an additional, any additional help from the last bill. The $2.0 trillion package signed into law in March, $150 billion for local governments, which governors said is not enough and included too many restrictions. Well, maybe, you know, government can tighten its belt a little bit and not spend as much. We're looking at the states and municipalities and counties and the assistance they that we would give them. We're looking at what are your outlays for the coronavirus and what is your revenue lost because of coronavirus, Pelosi told reporters. Republicans are sharply divided on whether or not more flexibility should be provided to states for how they use funding, or even if Congress should rush to provide more help to states. Senators Bill Cassidy, Republican Louisiana, and Bob Menendez, Democrat New Jersey, have introduced legislation that would, would provide states with $500 billion, including letting funds go towards replacing revenue lost as a result of coronavirus shrunk state tax bases. So they want to give $500 billion to the states to put back into their general funds for tax dollars they did not collect, like um, payroll taxes, income taxes, that's the same thing. Um, but payroll tax sales taxes, and things of that nature that have been lost during the shutdown. Senator John Thune, Republican South Dakota, told Fox News that a number of senators would be willing to provide greater flexibility, but hit the brakes on agreeing to more than 
$150 billion already passed by Congress. Let's not borrow several hundred billion dollars and add, add to the dollars we're already putting out there before we see what kind of impact they've had. And that's true, you know. I think when you know states start to reopen and people are getting back to work, they've been pent up for so long. They're gonna get out to those clothing and shoe stores because really the only place you could buy you know clothes or shoes has been Walmart or um, uh, you know regular you know like I I'm big I shop at the big man's store or I have to buy online um, but the store that I want to go into and buy some you know new clothes for summer has been closed now, you know, you can buy things online and that too, but you run a risk. I bought a pair of shorts last year, and it was Walmart.com, but it was a, a third-party company that shipped them, and it, it wasn't like I bought them from Walmart. I bought them from a third company. They were just using Walmart's platform. I couldn't get them over my knees. They were nowhere near the size that was written on the tag. And guess where they were made? China. You know, but anyways. Senator Mike Rounds, Republican South Dakota, said on South Dakota radio station SDPD or SDPB that he pushed for at least a percent of the funding to states to be able to go toward revenue replacement, but that's but that he was in the minority. I continue to have opposition to the part of a large number of individuals who fear that states might very well use it for inappropriate activity. And that's true, you know. They, they need to keep the basic services like police, fire, state highway patrol, and state road maintenance going, which if you live in Ohio, state road maintenance is doing great. <laughs> I drive through construction zone after construction zone every day. And um, so, you know, they don't want them to spend it like the Ohio legislature or the state of Ohio, I should say, spent $40,000 one year to move a monument. I think it might have been the Arnold Schwarzenegger monument from the old uh, Veterans Memorial where the Arnold Classic used to take place to the in front of the Columbus Convention Center, actually. Uh, but Arnold brings in tens of millions of dollars to Columbus, Ohio every year. So I guess it was an even trade. Um, but so, you know, there's this, you know, thing of Democrats lying and saying they want to protect workers, which I hate the term workers. They're employees. But... Um, let's see here. What else Democrats want in this? 
Democrats also want to get an expansion of food, nutrition, assistance, and funding to help mail voting by mail. Uh Uh-uh. They cannot have voting by mail. That's an open invitation to cheating in the election. An effort that has been has sparked fierce GOP opposition. And we should not be voting by mail this November. The polls should be open and we should be going in and voting unless you're uh, an elderly person who can't go out. Um, you know, you can request an absentee ballot. Anyone in any state can request an absentee ballot. And most of them, you don't even have to have a reason anymore. So there, there's already voting by mail, period. It's called absentee voting. And it requires minimal effort by the voter to get this accomplished. You get an absentee ballot request form. You send it to your board of elections and they send you a ballot and you mail it back. The government does not need to pay for postage and it does not need to be mandated that everyone get mailed a ballot. That's bullshit. Republicans remain divided over a boost in unemployment benefits provided through the $2.2 trillion CARES Act, as well as whether or not there should be another round of stimulus checks. Democrats want to give everybody another, like a flat out $2,000 check and $1,000 a month until the virus, until this pandemic is over. But it's never going to be over. The virus is always going to be out there, just like the flu and the cold viruses are always going to be out there. So when would the $1,000 a month end? Never. Yeah, it's called well, a welfare state. They're trying to turn the United States into one big one, is what the Democrats want. Democrats want you to rely on government, and they're doing exactly what Obama and Rahm Deadfish Emanuel said. Don't let a good crisis go to waste. And this crisis has been one big excuse for the Democrats to give us a huge dose of socialism. Just like the Soviets said in the 1950s, America will destroy itself from within and we will help them by providing socialism in small doses until next thing you know, you're communists like us. And that's exactly what these Democrats are doing. Giving us socialism in small doses until we're communist. The March, back to the article, the March legislation provide a one-time check of $1,200 to individuals who make up to $75,000 annually. The White House initially pushed for two rounds of direct assistance, but Republicans punted (coughs) on on including a second uh, tranche saying they wanted to wait to see what was needed, to see if it was needed. White House Economic Advisor Kevin Haslip told reporters that another round was under serious consideration, but Senator Lindsey Graham said that he hoped 
It was not included in Congress's next legislation. The real stimulus is going that is going to change the trajectory that we're on is going to be the economy, not government checks. So I doubt there will be another payment. So what Lindsey Graham is saying is as we open the, rec- the economy, it's going to stimulate itself because, you know, people are begging to go to their favorite restaurants. You know, like Mother's Day is coming up. Um, I was dying to take my mom out to dinner for Mother's Day. Um, you know, it's a tradition. More than just a tradition, it's, you know, something that's near and dear to my heart. And a lot of people, and right now, at least in Ohio, PA, and West Virginia, you're going to have to get mom takeout for uh, Mother's Day dinner. I mean, that's what I'm planning on doing. Um, So we'll see what happens with all this brouhaha. I I don't want to see another round of $1,200 checks, but I'll take it if they give it. Um, And I do see it helping somewhat. I see a lot of people, you know, running into the Walmarts, getting the, you know, 90-inch flat screens, which is cool because by the time the next stimulus check comes out, those people are going to be broke, and those 90% flat screens will be up on uh, Facebook Marketplace and eBay for like 75% off what you would pay. And you'll probably get the box and everything, you know, the people probably won't even throw the boxes away and they'll have to sell them to recoup the money they wasted. So that being said, thank you guys for tuning in. Have a good night and God bless you. Amen.